It's Thursday, which means it's time for Sobriety Checkpoint's Thoughtful Thursday Morning Meditation. On Thursday mornings, you can expect a thoughtful morning meditation based on a variety of daily readers and written wisdom that I will share my own thoughts or commentary on. You can also expect to hear thoughts and commentary from others that will be guests on my show. Credit will be given to all excerpts read on this podcast, which can also be found in the show notes. Tears roll down your face Reaching for something Someone to embrace To numb pain Welcome to Sobriety Checkpoint. Are you a parent in recovery wishing for peace and emotional sobriety? Do you find yourself up late at night googling things like how to overcome negative thinking, or why is my heart racing? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel resentful and irritable when you put everyone else's needs first and leave no time for yourself again? Hey, I'm Felicia. I'm a 12-step returned therapist, and I too have battled anxiety and that critical inner voice. All I wanted was peace and just a little bit of time to myself. I tried to strive and achieve to find happiness, but that only left me with more anxiety. I finally realized I needed to discover my true identity to find the peace I was striving to attain. In this podcast, you're going to find solutions to navigating mental health, spirituality, and relationships to experience the peace you've been craving. It's time for that desperately sought-after solo target run. Grab your keys and let's go for a drive. There's no judgment or breathalyzer at this sobriety checkpoint. Blinded by the beauty of it all Recognized I was always destined to fall Into deepest dark We are stronger than we think we are So fight and show your strength. Welcome back to another episode of Sobriety Checkpoint. Before we get started, I'd like to invite you to become a Sobriety Checkpoint Insider. By becoming an insider, you're going to get weekly updates with the latest podcast episode, emotional sobriety and self-care tips, as well as early bird access to special offers. You can also head over to Facebook and join my community, where you're going to find other parrots in recovery seeking solutions to emotional sobriety through exploring mental and emotional health, spirituality, and relationships. Check out the show notes for the Insider and Facebook group links. I hope to see you in there. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to my show, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Reviews help boost my ratings, which helps other parents in recovery find my show. Thank you so much, and I'm super grateful for your support. All right, now let's get started. Today's reading is from Body, Mind, and Spirit by Hazelden Publishing. Awake, my soul, stretch every nerve and press with vigor on. A heavenly race demands thy zeal and an immortal crown. Philip Doddridge. By making the choice to get sober, we also accept the fact that we won't be an instant success. Accepting our illness doesn't end our addiction, but gives us the chance to deal with it. Relief from the burden of compulsions 
frees our potential and grants us distance from the pain of our old lifestyle. Now, while we expect no medal for winning the race, we are offered the chance to run. Chemical dependency created a life lived in hell, filled with anger, hatred, resentment, and mistrust. But now another way of living is slowly unfolding. We can set to work creating a spiritual life, one in which we honor our body, our mind, and our spirit. The race is never finished, but now we are in it. With the help of our 12-step program and our higher power, we are confident of our future. Today, let me remember that I can do whatever I need to do. I was just taking a look at the poem that you read at the beginning. I just think it's really beautiful. I'm just going to read it again. Awake my soul, stretch every nerve, and press with vigor on. A heavenly race demands thy zeal and an immortal crown. This race of life that I'm running in sobriety, there's definitely energy that needs to be put into it. Focusing energy on continual growth is something that has kind of been a focus in my life. This first line talks about the choice to get sober. It's not an instant success. So I think that speaks to that poem again. The need for zeal, the need for energy, the need for enthusiasm and passion and just continuously working hard, knowing that it's not going to be instant. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be progress, not perfection. When I think of progress, not perfection, there was so much freedom in that for me because I'm a perfectionist. And I know in the beginning of my sobriety, there was a huge burden lifted when I really was able to digest that everything wasn't going to be perfect the next day, that there was going to be work and it wasn't instant. The thought of this not being an instant success was a really good thing for me because it made it okay to make mistakes. It made it okay for me to not be perfect, to make mistakes, and that a mistake didn't mean I needed to throw in the towel. Prior to getting sober, I think any effort I made to better my life if I wasn't instantly perfect, I would just throw in the towel. I would just give up and think that there was something wrong with me. I was a perfectionist too. And I think I still am to a degree sometimes because I can be hard on myself. I really do love that poem as well. And I like what you said about, about the energy. Just takes a lot of energy. Focusing on being the best version of myself before I got sober, all the energy that I had went into my addiction, like acquiring the chemical, using it. It was a, an all day long process. It's the same as being sober. It's an all day process. One of the things that I read that I really, that reminded me of me was now while we expect no medal for winning the race, we are offered the chance to run. The first part of that when I first got sober, I remember I was just doing basic normal life things like opening mail. That was something that I had not done for years prior to 2008. And I remember I was telling my sponsor at the time, man, I paid my bills and this and that. I don't know what I was expecting him to say. I was just like proud of myself for it. And he's like, congratulations, you're doing normal life things. I don't know if I wanted kudos from people, but everything that I did that would be a normal thing to do for a normal person, I like celebrated because they were all things that I didn't do before for quite a while towards the end before I first got sober. And then the next part when it says chemical dependency created life lived in hell, it was literal hell. And it's an interesting thing to take that energy that I was using 
to stay under the influence and then all of a sudden start putting it into getting and staying sober. There were times where it was overwhelming. But at the end of every day, because I started doing the things that were suggested, like checking myself throughout the day or reviewing my day when I was getting ready to go to bed, I just started feeling better. And then the next day that I woke up, I had more energy and I was a little bit more willing to do what I had to do because I loved the feeling. And there's nothing better, especially when you're getting, you're just getting sober than waking up from a good night's sleep and knowing that like you made it, you made it the day before without picking up. The part where it says the race is never finished, but now we are in it. I really like that because I used to say when I first got sober that it's a good thing that we tend to not finish the steps. Yeah, you do the 12 steps, but I incorporate them and I work them every, like in my daily life. And it, I used to say that it's perfect for somebody like me because I was never a finisher. I would start something and I would throw in the towel. When I first heard somebody say that we never really finished the steps, I was like, oh, that's perfect for me. I really love that too, because it just means there's more. You do the steps and then you do them again. And the version of me 12 years ago is not me today. I'm kind of a different person now. So going through them again, it's going to be a different, different level, different depths, new things to learn. I think that's really cool. There's always more to learn. There's always deeper to go. When you were talking about the metal wanting kudos, I've got mixed feelings about that now, right? But I did hear you say, you know, you celebrated it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you celebrating it. I don't think there's anything wrong with me celebrating the normal stuff. I still want external validation. One of the things that I'm learning about myself is that there's this little girl part of me that needs that validation. There's nothing wrong with needing it, but I'm the one to do it. There's nothing wrong about getting it from somebody else, but expecting it from somebody else is a different story. That little girl part of me that needs that validation, one of the things that I've learned is to tune in to that part of me and provide that validation. Just like you said, you celebrated the little things the normal things, the everyday things. And I think that's important. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What can cause resentment though, is if we're expecting it from somebody else and then it doesn't turn out the way that that we want. Yeah, I once had a sponsor who told me that expectations were premeditated resentments. And I really liked that. And before you brought that up, I was actually thinking about it as you said it. So I I really liked that you said that. And I also really liked what you said about celebrating ourselves. It's nice to get that external validation, but if I could get all the external validation in the world, if I, but if I don't believe it and if I'm not happy with myself, it's not really going to matter. What matters is like that inner voice. There was one other thing here that was an extension of one of the parts that I read. It says... The chemical dependency created a life lived in hell filled with anger, hatred, resentment, and mistrust. I was angry all the time and I was full of rage and I hated myself. I really hated myself. And because I hated myself, I resented everything and everyone around me, especially the people that were doing well, because I was miserable and I wanted to be happy. And 
I could not stop. I wanted to stop for years and I could just could not stop. And I mistrusted everybody because I was not a person of integrity myself. So I just automatically assumed that everyone had an angle because I always did. That's why I love the steps so much because I instantly started addressing those things when I got sober, especially when I did fourth step. And then staying on top of it and doing that daily maintenance by doing that review of my day has just been a complete game changer. I was comfortable in the chaos of all those feelings. If I have any of those feelings now, it's really uncomfortable. And if I don't do anything to address them, it could lead down a slippery slope. And I could start not liking how I feel more and more. And then that could go down to me wanting to change the way that I feel. So it's so important to remember how I felt back then because I don't want to feel it again. I just don't. The last couple of lines of this meditation, it talks about working to create a spiritual life, one that we honor with our body, mind, and spirit. The race is never finished, but now we are in it. I was talking about working hard. There's always work to do. It's important to remember that there's this, I think there's a delicate balance between like work and being supported, getting support, letting go and just like being, right? I know that sometimes there's work to be done and other times I just need to stay still. I just need to stay still. My higher power has got stuff for me. And sometimes I think my higher power just says, stop, just stop, chill out stop. And the other thing that came up is I I was remembering a story that I heard recently. I guess it was earlier this year. I just looked it up. In May, there was a marathon in London. The headline says, struggling London marathon runner gets help from fellow athletes to finish the race. I'm just going to read one piece of it. So a runner at the 2023 London marathon experienced this as he worked his way towards the end of the race. The man begins to double over and is on the verge of collapsing as other participants whiz by. But before he falls to the ground, another runner comes from behind him and grabs his arm. He's able to hold the runner steady enough to keep going. Shortly after, another person appears on the man's other side. Together, the three runners make their way to the finish line. So I think this is a good reminder of the importance of giving support to people and also just letting people support you, letting people help you cross that finish line. This race, this heavenly race, I'm not the only one in it. I've got people like you, JP, and it's really comforting to know I'm not alone. I don't need to do this alone. I've got support and also my higher power, the 12 steps. Knowing you're not alone, that was really huge for me. I Growing up, I played team sports and that was when I always thrived the most. I'm an introvert, but when I was playing on a team, I was always like the one in the dugout, like getting everybody fired up. And I just felt like really good to be a part of a team. That's what recovery has been for me. You just reminded me of that. Asking for help was very hard for me, especially when I first got sober. It was so hard. I was always willing to help if anybody asked. But then when it came time for me to ask for help, I was just so stubborn and afraid. A sponsor told me, who are you to not allow anybody to help you? You're always wanting to help others, but you don't let others help you. 
that was a really profound thing for me. And for the most part since then, with the exception of a few times, I'm not afraid to ask for help when I need it. I'm grateful to have people in my life that I can rely on and be my authentic self with and get vulnerable with. We don't always have to ask for help. This guy that was about to collapse, he wasn't asking for help, but he accepted it. Could you imagine what the story would have been if he's like, no, leave me alone, right? He just would have laid there. He would have fallen down and laid there. And and the guys would have kept going, right? So there's also the importance of learning. Learning how to ask for help is hard, but accepting it when it's being offered, I think that can be a learning curve too. So to end, I just wanted to read the last line of this meditation again. It says, today, let me remember that I can do whatever I need to do. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with another parent in recovery who may be looking for solutions to mental health and sobriety? Also, please leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts so other parents just like you can find the show. I'm super excited to know this podcast is helping you. Tune in to new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. I'll see you back here on your next Target Run. Until next time. We are stronger than we think we are. So fight and show your strength. Bring grace from our God. Learning grace from our God. Learning grace from our God. Oh, learning grace from our God.